recording button. I got the recording going. What's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker. This is WP Blab. Today, we are going to be talking all about WordPress. So we're going to be answering your WordPress questions. If you if you don't know, we actually record this thing every week on Thursday at an obscure time at 7.30 Pacific. So uh, feel free to kind of figure that out. Uh, the whole GMT thing and all that fun stuff. So go take a look at our website at wpwatercooler.com. Click on the links there where there's a subscribe button because we go and uh, post this thing over on YouTube. So feel free to go take a look at that and check it out. Bridget, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am a self-taught social media marketer who specializes in relationship marketing on Twitter. Awesome. I change it every week. Every week. It's like, like the way I cook. At least there's a constant that, you know, you you are a Twitter nerd. <laughs> I am definitely a Twitter nerd. My One of my taglines is, I'm not an expert. I'm just opinionated. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So where can they find you if, you, if you're blogging or... They can find me at BridgetWillard.com. Awesome. Very, very cool. So a little bit about myself. My name is Jason Tucker. I blog over a website called JasonTucker.us. You can go take a look at that. Um, I also do a little bit of blogging about audio and video type stuff with WordPress over at WPMedia.pro. I need to blog more over at that site, but uh, I definitely have that site, and you should go take a look at that. Um, this show is kind of a sister, a brother, a sibling, if you will, of a show called WP Water Cooler, which happens on Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific. We haven't gotten Bridget on yet because Bridget actually has a day job. Well, the 11 o'clock is yet. a little tricky just because my lunch is like at 12. Right. So... <laughs> It is a WordPress Q&A. We're just giving our intro yep, right I, now. Awesome. Hey, did you notice that uh, it tweeted out a GIF? Dude, that's so cool. <laughs> I was like, oh, what is it doing? That's crazy. That is crazy. So if you tell a little bird over on the on the left-hand side of the screen, or and you can find us doing something crazy. So if you want to try to grab a, a photo of us doing something nuts, we'll, we'll do this real quick. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> go and send that out. So Austin, let's, let's go and answer your question real quick. I'm gonna get you jumped into the room here. So before I jump in, Bridget, yeah. I believe I saw you on the Ask Gary V show a couple of oh, times. Oh yeah, maybe, I was on a couple times. I have been Bridget, on there too. can be a guru. <laughs> and then he's like, uh, a guru? Yeah, that's my little thing when I do it in my, my video, I go, you too can be a guru. <laughs> so, I am getting drove insane by some stupid little thing that's happening. I'm wondering if you can assist me. I'm trying to set up my rich pins uh, and have it validate, but for some reason it's not pulling my site title. So I have no idea why that's happening. On Pinterest? So the Pinterest rich pins, do you know what that is? Sort of, sort of. No. Is it, is, it, is it where it pulls in um, the price and you can do the buy now button and everything? Uh, that's viable pins. The, the rich pins is where you can put here. Let me just pull it up from Pinterest and link it. Because I feel like um, it, it's probably like in the Yoast SEO plugin or some other plugin like I that. I have the Yoast SEO plugin and it should just automatically happen. Um, Oh, verifying verifying on Pinterest your website 
is a little bit tricky. The, the, the website is verified. This, oh, okay. this is why it's driving me a little bit bonkers. So that's the Rich Pins thing, right? Well, Rich and Pins does all sorts of stuff. I didn't realize this. So it does oh, location, it does articles, products, recipes, all the things that I don't collect on the internet. That's awesome. Let's not work oh. on your WordPress site. WordPress, right. So that second link is the Rich Pins validator. When I click on the validator, right, and I've I've activated the Rich Pins thing. And let me just see if I can grab a screenshot here. It's not pulling, there's three things it has to pull. It has to make sure that the Rich Pins are set up. It has to pull your site title and it has to pull your favicon. Now the favicon's easy. I know I don't have that set up, but I know how to set a favicon up. But for some reason, it's not pulling my site title, which is silly because I know I have a site title. I know I have it set up, right? And I'm wondering here, let me show you exactly what I'm looking at. I wonder, I'm, I'm testing my own just to see because I know that I'm verified. I am verified. It couldn't validate me either. So it's just not, so at least I can say to you right now, Austin, my friend, you are not alone. Oh, because I, I have a I have a verified Pinterest website, and it's still not pulling it up for me either. How do I how do I uh, put an image in Blab? Is that right? I don't know. That's a no. good question. You could take a but for a different show. You can take a screenshot and drop the screenshot in there. If you go and use a, <gasps> we lost him. He was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> nah, I'm all right. Thank you, babe. Vanna White, what's happening, Various? <laughs> what's up, guys? Various, how's it going, dude? Oh, it's going good, man. I I just wanted to drop by. I I know I was supposed to be here about two weeks ago, and okay. um, I ended up being at uh, Adam Adam Silver's meetup oh, that what? same night. Yeah, oh, so bummer. yeah, it was like a conflict, and I, I took my tablet along with me, and I was gonna tune in but then something happened and i was just tuned out <laughs> <laughs> well we're glad that. you made it for now hey um austin while you were um switching around seats like musical chairs over here um adam warner was asking how you, how did you integrate them into wordpress was it a plugin or was it a snippet or the rich pins so the links that i dropped um if you let me just pull it up. Sorry. So to validate for rich pins, make sure you've you put the rich you've read the rich pins document. You have to validate the rich pins in your URL. So you have to actually put the snippet of code in. It's not difficult. Like um, it's just a meta tags thing. So if you take the Yoast SEO plugin and you allow the meta tags, that should be enough to uh, supposedly to like set you up and then you're supposed to validate it. But for some reason it's not pulling my site title and I'm, I'm trying to figure out how. Huh. For every single post you have to do that? No, you only do it once. Oh, okay. So I was going to say that's normally, ridiculous. Normally the way that that works is, and I'd imagine these guys are probably doing it the same way that all the rest of the sites are doing it, especially Facebook is that it ends up adding some type of header stuff. So yeah, it looks like uh, from what, uh, Food plugins is saying is that they use the Yoast SE or the Yoast Open Graph to do it. This is one of those days. I'm being called away. I'll I'll be back. Just a second. 
I was, I was being called away because I need to get the tissue box. I I love Foo plugins. Oh yeah. Yeah. So these uh, guys are awesome. So Kevin's asking in the chat if you could uh, send us your share the link there. Okay. So it's dscience.co. Mm -hmm. Cool. Okay. So we're we're probably all gonna go hop on this real quick. And thank you for not having. Cool. Thank you for not having a bunch of uh, audio playing or anything like that. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Guys, thank you for your help because I am not a WordPress developer. And when these things happen, I start going gray. And I start looking like this man over here. <laughs> so let's see here. So from what I'm what I'm gathering through from looking through your uh, looking through the source code on your site here. Um, so it's pulling in a title, at least it has OG colon uh, title. It has that in there. So it's getting all the open graph stuff. So title, description, uh, the URL, and the site name. So that's good. So if we go into one of the interior um, pages here, we'll go click on something to get us to the next page in. Um, I want to see what the what those inside what page pages. Yeah, so I clicked on uh, entrepreneurship. Which I think is okay. a category, so I'll have to click on like the first one, like how to create a yeah. mindset. Let's go do that one. Beautiful site, by okay. the way. You did a really great job on this. Looks Thank great. You. These are definitely pinnable type things instead of something like my site, which would be a bunch of code or something that would show up on there. <laughs> <laughs> which is not oh, very yeah, shareable in, on Pinterest, by the way. So no. So let's see here. So I see. Um, so which parts is it not pulling in? Because I'm seeing uh, a site name um, in here. Is there? How can I? How can I share a screenshot with you guys? You, you really can't, unfortunately. There's um, if if you I use a thing called Skitch. Uh, there's a couple other uh, pick paste is another one that you could use. Uh, and what you do is you just kind of take a screenshot and you can uh, you can paste that in there. So. I'll take a quick screenshot of what I got going on here, and then maybe you can take a look at it, and we can we can kind of uh, dissect this a little bit. So, for those of you playing the home game, what we're trying to do here is determine: is there enough stuff going on here that will allow for his site to actually uh, show up on Pinterest with the correct information that it needs? So, I'm going to just do a couple quick little arrows in here just so we can kind of see what's what. And then I'll go and share this link so that way we can see it all together in the chat. So here we go. So here is, oh, that's not it. <laughs> it's one of those days. Whoops. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> Did that work? The pick paste? No, that no. just takes us to the place where you can upload a pick. It's currently in beta. Please yeah. report errors. Oh, here, sorry. All right. I'm a little bit of a newbie. No problem. Well, for a newbie, you're doing pretty good on, on the, the, the website front. Yeah. Yeah, the website was great. Yeah, it's, it's a gorgeous website. I'm having a problem where mine's just not sharing the notes, so that's really weird. Oh, shucks. Gosh darn it. So what is the advantage of having rich pins as opposed to regular pins? So if you want to use Pinterest as a marketing channel, and if you're a blog, you definitely want to do it. Um, 
it pulls in extra data. So for every article you have, when you post your image, it pulls your, your, your site title, it pulls your meta description, and like a bunch of other information. And you can actually see these. But on top of that, Facebook's, or not, sorry. Pinterest. Got to switch social media tracks. <laughs> Pinterest has its own algorithm. And the uh, if you have rich pins, your pins are weighted higher because it's it's better. Oh, okay. You know, so for- that's the advantage because it pulls in all that stuff if you fill out your, I mean, if you fill out your alt tags and everything on your photo when you upload it in the first place, then it pretty much pulls in whatever you want it to pull in. That's why I was like, True. what is the... So it's about getting some more visibility, getting bumped up a little bit. That and um, the more people you have pinning from your website, like if all of you were to grab an article and pin it right, pin the images that are up there yeah, right now right. Uh-huh. from the website, it actually ranks higher in uh, in Pinterest compared to if it were just getting repinned internally. Okay, it's. Uh, it's a new thing that they just released to a small handful of people to let them know like what works and what doesn't for their algorithm. Cause you can't like game that system. You can't get a bunch of repins from like uh, a stupid site that will do it. And then like with really bad content, yeah. you actually have real users to engage in. So you're, you're having trouble validating your rich pins. Is that what you're having trouble with? Yes. So when I go to validate, I've I've got the um, I've got the rich pins enabled, but I also need the site name and the favicon. Oh, okay. Right? Now I can upload the favicon. I'm not worried about that. That's easy to handle. But I'm not understanding why it's not pulling the site name for the uh, the internal pages like my blog posts and things like that. Is right? this a situation where plugins are in conflict with one another? Well, it could be. I hear about that happening. Usually what happens with that type of thing is when you have a plugin who's trying to be pretty helpful by um, by by helpful. by adding in <laughs> by adding in their own version of um, of the uh, the open graph uh, the open graph markup. So if you go and click on yeah. one of those those photos that I that I put that I pasted in there that shows just like a broken link, if you click on that anyhow and then you'll probably get a uh-huh. thing on your web browser saying, you know, the SSL certificate's messed up, blah, blah, blah. Just push the link to kind of yeah. get past all of that because the, the okay. site that we're using, which is that uh, PicPace site, is having some issues with their, their certificate. So um, uh, tell, me, tell me when that shows up. Do you guys, are you able to see? I okay. can't see it. It's not working for me. But... Oh, man. Austin, I can't get past the privacy error. Yeah, you just got to push, uh, you know, I agree, you know, whatever. Just... There should be ignore the warnings. <laughs> just agree to sell my firstborn child. <laughs> yes. Okay. It does not give me a place. It just says back to safety. Oh, you have to do advanced. Yeah, push the advanced thingy and then push advanced. What? There's another ah. button on the page. Ah. <laughs> oh, I linked my thing appropriately. Yeah, mine too. But there, the, this pick paste site sucks and it's broken. So <laughs> proceed with caution. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so did you guys get it to open up? Oh yeah, yeah okay. here we go. All right, so um, so I just put some arrows on here just to kind of give you a rough idea of what's going on. So you can see that there's an OG colon and then locale type, title and description. So you see those like, the, so those are the things that are being pulled in using the open graph stuff that's coming from um, 
probably from Yoast because uh, it looks like you're using the Yoast SEO plugin. So that's where that stuff's coming from. Then down below, there's a thing that says OG URL and then the OG uh, site name. So those are all the things that I would imagine um, uh, Pinterest's, you know, uh, site is going to be looking at to kind of determine which things, you know, is it going to um, to use to display the title and such. So if you're seeing how to create a successful mindset, blah, 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 for the title, then you got, then it looks like you're, you're doing it right. If not, then there's probably something else that you need to do. Maybe like a third party plugin or something that you'll need to install just for Pinterest. Does Pinterest make well, their own? I have no idea. I didn't even know this existed. So I'm, I'm literally providing support for something I've never touched myself, <laughs> which is pretty much how my, my normal day job works. So my day job is yeah. doing the exact same thing that my night job's doing. So, all right. Um, Maybe you so, should figure it out and then come what? back and tell us how to fix it. <laughs> oh, yeah, we were we were just so much. Would Billy URLs mess this up? You think? Like, What's that? Um, Foo Plugins says Bitly URL is weird. Would that mess this up? It could, because from what it looks like is your canonical link is a Bitly link. And so I'm not sure why, you know, you or your developer is doing that to make that happen. Well, Pinterest is, I think, biased against shortened links. Right, which because is... Because remember, they were did the SmackDown on the affiliate links? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. I think that's why. What what if you try make it? He's so smart. Why don't you try making it not a Bitly link and see if it works? Well, what you would have to do, do right now. now, you would have to go into your Yoast plugin, and I I believe they're the setting to connect your Bitly account um, inside of Yoast. Um, let me look really quick. But that's I think that's what Yoast is actually outputting. Yoast is outputting that Bitly link is your canonical URL so that you can gather data on that somehow, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Seems like it. Um, let's see. I think there's a setting under Yoast plugins. I don't know if that's the issue, but seems like it could be affecting it. Hey, dog. It's worth a shot, right? <laughs> oh my yeah. Sorry. My dog. <laughs> oh man. Well, I, I love getting a Pinterest question. Uh, one of my best friends on this planet specializes in Pinterest. Her name is Carol Steven. Yeah. And I wish that she, she just went to their um, big conference yesterday or the day before. At, oh, wow. Yeah, she's please, totally into it. She would probably know the answer to this question. Please, please tell me that they named it like PinCon or something. <laughs> no, awesome. no, um, is it, but they are like engineer heavy and oh, they, yeah. she really likes the talks and I hear Pinterest, Pinterest is, a, is an amazing thing because the people that go to Pinterest are there to buy. Yeah. And so if you're, if you can make great images like Austin has, um, you know, and especially if you are in e-commerce or anything like that, but one of the cool things that Pinterest does when you pin something that has a price on it is they'll email you when the price drops like Amazon does. Really? What? Yes. Yes, they do. Wow. If you, I mean, obviously if you eat, if you pin it from a, the store, right. Right. From the e-commerce part. But so the people that go on Pinterest are there to buy or there to wish or, but if there's, there's a bigger intention hmm. of purchasing. So it is a really good place. 
to be. And uh, I should be pinning these to my WordPress board. Man, I forgot to do that. Please. <laughs> I'm barely on Pinterest, but mostly because I love my friend Carol. You know, <laughs> yeah. I just didn't know about the rich pins. That's um, that's pretty awesome. Wow, thanks, Carol. Austin. Please, I would be so grateful if you guys decided to pin all my stuff anyway, on my I'll, website. That'd I'll be pin the super light. It's so beautiful. Pinterest. I'll find some stuff that I like. I'll have to figure awesome. out how Pinterest. Is. Okay, so. Does does anybody know where in Yoast the Bitly thing? I was is? looking for it. I technic like I, I don't even see it. I, I don't. I don't know have that on mine. You know what? I wonder if there's a, a. Do you have like a Bitly plugin that's installed? Maybe there is. I do. I have the official Bitly I'd WordPress plugin. Oh, I'd look in there and see if there's a thing in there that will set or disable the canonical link. That's what you're trying to to get rid of. Yes. Maybe disable that, made, that and then try it and see if it works. And then if it I, works, then you know. I tried disabling it and it didn't change anything. Well, maybe you have to do like a hard refresh. Like with Facebook, I go to Facebook debuggers tool yeah. and I can make it uh, grab, fetch new, um, all that open graph. I can make it fetch it again. You might have to make it fetch it again. So if you're, if you have, so, and if you're, okay. you know, for the, for, for the, the other people that aren't involved in this conversation, but want to know what the heck are they talking about? What the heck's a canonical link? Um, Yoast did a pretty decent job of, uh, of writing up about this. So go over, take a, take a look at the link that I just posted in the chat there and you can take a look at that. Um, it's good because it, it really describes like what a canonical link is, why you need it. And it's mainly when, when you have a link that has multiple links, you know, multiple yes. places going to the same exact, uh, you know, same, same exact um, uh, URL or whatever, or at least like the, the exact page where you're going to. So the URL is different. And so it allows that to, uh, you know, to find what the canonical one is, what is the one that you actually want it to find. And unfortunately for Austin, what's it, what's ended up happening here is that it's thinking, oh, well, the canonical is, is bit.ly. So, and we like bit.ly because bit.ly is a bunch of tracking and a bunch of affiliates, this and that. Yeah. And, whatever and then it just goes and stops i just think when i think uh canonical well, that, i think about how the bible was canonized and then i think it, oh it's the origin of the right. original link and then yep. then i got it yep but you, that, you gotta go all the way through the bible that, helped me learn wordpress <laughs> <laughs> now I, I was confused about canonical links for a long time and, and i just just recently understood you know looking content you know, and you don't want duplicate content on your website. Therefore, you set your canonical links. <laughs> Very good article by Yost, too. Oh, man. Well, we want you to report back. So yes, please definitely do. tweet us at, at WP Blab with your resolution. Sure. Well, one last question. Would, would canonical, or sorry, would Bitly change the site title? Is no, that, could that mess it up? Um, yeah. But the, the thing is, is just like it's what Bridget was saying, yes. is that these plugins love to change stuff, especially when it's an SEO plugin. So the more SEO plugins you install does not mean you'll have a more SEO friendly website. So cut those down <laughs> to like the most you can. And also if you find a plugin that has a, um, that has another SEO thing where it's gonna tell you, oh, we'll also install the, um, the OG stuff for you for being able to do open graph. Turn all those off. Like only use one of them. And the one I suggest is the one by Yoast. Yoast. 
Yeah. yeah. So all the rest of them, if you have some other. Okay. I'll leave and let somebody else come in here and stop you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no problem at all. No, but I was listening to WP Tonic this morning and they were talking about optimizing your site. Yep. And um, just, I keep hearing over and over again, people talking about like hundreds of plugins being installed. And it, it like, it kind of made me think like, just because, because they were talking about performance, like they might coexist, but that doesn't mean they're performing well. Yeah. So I was thinking plugins are kind of like a basketball team, right? <laughs> So you could have yeah. Kobe and you can have Blake Griffin, but that doesn't mean they're going to play well together on the same team. Yeah. They're still really awesome by themselves. Another, another football things. Yep. No, that's a baseball. <laughs> I mean, that's basketball, right? The Clippers uh, and the Lakers. Big... Aren't they like rivals? Blake Griffin and Kobe Bryant. Somebody helped the analogy, but I you get my point. Yeah. Like they can both be really great players. That doesn't mean they're going to play well on the same right. team. So the, the way the way I would describe it is, especially when it comes to WordPress stuff, is that a lot of these plugins, what they're doing is they're taking the stuff that WordPress outputs, right? And it's allowing you to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mute you. Every time I'm I get sorry. all technical, you start I, laughing. I was trying to be helpful and I realized my information is so old. It's a few seasons old. Like, Magic, Magic Johnson's been doing doing great on the Lakers, man. He's been killing it. I don't know team what all the way and yeah. But you know, because you know, basketball only has um, five players. So. <laughs> okay, so let, let me let me let me help you out a little bit. Let me help you out a little bit. So the the whole the whole thing is with WordPress is that there's a there's a bunch of ways to kind of make this stuff work, and one of them is a filtering scheme and this idea that you can take an output from something, so WordPress for instance, and then you can have something like Yoast which stands in front of the browser that's you know where the thing's gonna actually show up and say, you know what, I'm gonna filter this. And if there's a little checkbox in there that says like, you know, rewrite all of my titles, if you turn that on, it stands in front of the titles and says, you know what, thank you for giving me the title, now I'm gonna rewrite it and then I'm gonna pass it off to the browser and then the browser will end up seeing that title. It's a good thing. It's a good thing, especially if your titles are all whacked out and you're trying to really figure out if you if you use a horrible theme and you want to have good titles, use Yoast because yeah. Yoast will fix it. With great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> <though. laughs> exactly. Make sure that you don't have those conflicts of extra plugins who are overriding each other. Yep. Yeah, so that. So for all of yeah. for all of you in the chat, and I see there's about 13 or so of you guys that are in there right now. Um, if you want, you can um, ask a question in the chat, and the, the way you do it is just put in a slash Q space or slash question. I don't remember slash Q slash question. Try one of the two, and then type in your question, and then we'll be able to see it, and then we'll answer it here on the show. If you are um, not scared of the camera, you can click on the little button that says open seat. Jump into the open seat. Ask us, one more ask us a tough question, <laughs> and then we'll go from there. That doesn't have to do with Pinterest. Yeah, man, right well, out the gate, right? I think you guys got it, though, because, uh, you know, that seems to be something that I'm hearing over and over and over and over again. It's yeah. just like competing plugins thing. But the, the thing is, is that there's this, there's this kind of a, I don't want to say misnomer, but there's this, this idea that having too many plugins is a bad thing. Now, if all your plugin does is one little thing, it's one line of code and that's it, and you got a hundred of them installed, it's not as bad as if you have one huge plugin that does all these things and it gets all jumbled up. At least that one huge plugin 
was hopefully written by the same person and hopefully you know actually has like some logic behind it and is is you know happening correct you know everything correctly so um i don't want you to think that if you install 30 plugins that 30 plugins is too much because 30 plugins could be too much just depends on what the functionality is that's happening within those plugins yeah i was reading an article the other day about a guy who had 600 something plugins installed on on one wordpress install that's awesome <laughs> and I, it didn't it didn't affect the performance whatsoever was he trying so I, to um get the guinness book hosting. of world records i think i think he was testing it and like on, on one of my websites i think i have i don't know probably a hundred something plugins wow <laughs> <laughs> I've been testing the limits, you know. Disable the plugins, walk away from the computer, <laughs> right. and no one will get hurt. <laughs> right. So Nikki, Nikki in the chat is um the man blab always keeps adding new things. So there's an answer button. So let's answer the button and see what happens here. We actually so it shows up in the chat. Oh, how cool. check that out. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, that's amazing. awesome. So good. That is awesome. Great so, feature. I don't even have to read it now, so that's awesome. So the, the we're gonna we're gonna do as if I was at a a word camp or something here. So, well, where have we been? We've been we haven't done a show in a week. <laughs> in a week, they added that. So um so the the question is is like what's the best way to be able to do a migration from one web host to another? So man, there's a bunch of ways to do it. Some, so some will do it for you, there right? Are. Some will do it for you. Some of them that are our backup solutions will actually do it for you, so you can restore it to another location. Um, some, no one right way. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then there's some that will that will do it so that you can um, you can do your backup, install WordPress on the other site, or if it's already installed, then just do a restore over on the other end. And that's what most of these types of plugins do is is exactly that. Now there's some companies that will do this too. Um, what's the one that WP Engine uses? It's called like WP Vault or something like that. I don't remember. Let me see if I could find it here. Okay. And so if I remember right, it's WP. No, it's not Vault. I'm looking through my notes because I, I've written a bunch of notes about this recently. Um, if I can find it. I swear it. I saw something on Twitter like a few hours ago about this. I just wish. I knew which account I saw it well, I'll tell you what I've, what I've been doing. Yeah, I've been, I've, been, I've been lately, I've just been using desktop server. Desktop server. So, yeah. So desktop server is so easy. It's straightforward. Um, you know, you, you can download an entire copy of your website to your desktop, test it, and then update it or, you know, re-upload it back to the, uh, the server you want to put it on previously i migrated the database personally just downloaded it downloaded the theme and then moved it completely like you know and sometimes even now i still do that and uh there's no one right way there's a lot of ways to do it the problem with doing it the way with the migrating the database like if you actually go into php my admin and download the database Sometimes like you won't get all of the data transferred over because some of the data is serialized. Ooh, here kind we go. Like, now we're getting crazy. I know. So it's it's like it's like a secret passcode. <laughs> so be careful with that. Yeah. Um 
Yeah, so ser serialized data is is um, is very interesting, and it's it's not oh blog vault. That's the name of the solution that uh, WP Engine uses. Yeah, blog blog vault is not cheap, and it, it it's it's de it's it's definitely a little bit up there. But um, but if you if you have a huge site and you want to make sure it's going to make it all the way over from one one side to the other, then go for it. If it's your if your if it's your mom's cat blog, then then you know take a stab at it and see if you can do it yourself. But um, yes, these guys. So to do it with for for just one one site, right? Um, you can do it for and they charge you nine dollars a month for it, so eighty nine dollars a year, and they'll do the migration, they'll do backup, they do a whole bunch of those sorts of things. So. Um, not it's not bad if it's if it's something that you know. That I'd imagine there's probably a way to do it with something like Vault Press or something like that. I don't use that. I've used um, I use something called Duplicator, and Duplicator is pretty good. Yeah. And Duplicator is yeah. uh, I got that from um, from uh, um, Server Press. Great yeah. desktop server. Yeah, desktop server. Then those guys love that. So I, I use Duplicator with desktop server dude, as well. Dude, I just made my fourth WordPress website. This last weekend, a seamless wow. deploy on my SiteGround hosting with desktop server. Yeah, so desktop I server. can do it. Anybody can. A Twitter nerd can do it. Anybody can. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, Nikki, do you have any questions regarding that? Is there anything that you wanted to kind of, um, you know, is there any specifics? Is it a huge website? Is it a small website? Is it a whole bunch of photos in it? Like, what, what, what are we what are we talking about here? And while while you're answering that, I wanted to pull up some uh, some of the Twitter questions that we had. So, oh, yeah. if you're watching this at home and you're like, "Man, I have a question," Hashtag. and you're watching this on YouTube, let's say, and you're watching it two weeks from now, and you're like, "You know, I have a question. I I need some help." You can just go on Twitter and ask on Twitter, and you just do ask WP Lab as a hashtag, and then leave leave your uh, your question there. We'll be able to help you out. So let's see. Did he did he get back to us or did he ditch us? Because I answered this question. <laughs> um, I think he said he asked uh, he asked Pinterest directly, right? That was Austin. Oh, that was Austin. Oh, okay. Nikki says she has or he has four or five sites. Wow. Okay. Well, if you have that many, it, and it depends. Are you are you moving to a web host that provides that type of solution? So. Some of these will actually do it because they they know that they want to get. It's almost like switching uh, cell phone providers. They're like, you know what? We'll take the heat of you know paying for a little That's bit on the true. front end. So on the end, we'll actually make you know we'll make up on it by you know providing you with great service and stuff. So um, take a look at one of those too. Uh, WP Engine does it. I know SiteGround has some type of solution that's for that. Um, all those are you know great type of web hosts. You're right. Like I had I had probably about eight or nine websites that I needed to switch over when I was switched hosting because I have a VPS and I just contacted the host that I'm with now. Um, it's called known host. They're not really known by a lot of people. But, which <laughs> <laughs> um, is a little ironic, but they switched all of the sites over for me. Huh. Wow. But they're, yeah, they're there and they did it for free, you know, but there is um, also, I noticed inside of, um, if you're running a virtual private server, there is a way that you can actually switch all of those websites at one time with a mass data migration tool inside of 
of WHM VPS. Oh. But that's that's inside of the VPS configuration panel okay. uh, for web host manager. And so it's a C panel tool. Okay. Yeah. I'm just updating our topic here because I, I I haven't been doing that, and I want to make sure that we're we're doing it so that when people uh, share our uh, share our stuff by clicking on the oh, little tell, cool. tell a little bird over there, it, if you click click on that, I think it's over on that side. I, I'm not sure, but it it's on that side for me. Somewhere. Yeah, click click over there somewhere. Click on the little tell a little bird. We'll get more than eight people watching our show, and we'll be able to we'll be able to get some answers or some questions answered. So, I love looking on Twitter, we did have someone ask us um, a question regarding, uh, let's see, where was that? Uh, ask WP Blab. Where was that? Do, 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 do. Somebody was asking us a question earlier. Oh, that's what it was. This is a perfect one, uh, Various. So, okay. this one was, they were wondering is, is how should they deal with um, large video files? I love it. I love it when I hear people say, I want to take a video that I recorded and I want to upload it to my WordPress site. Why? Because I, I want to own the content. We always tell people you want to own the content, right? Own the content as much as you want, except for hosting media files on your website, especially videos. Don't host yeah. your videos on your website. Solutions for you, YouTube. You got this. YouTube, easy. <laughs> YouTube's the easiest one. Yeah. Second one, Vimeo. Vimeo. Now, what oh, I love yeah. about Vimeo, and my good friend Chris Lemma has preached this nonstop about Vimeo, is that you can you can make it so that your Vimeo videos won't be available to anyone unless they watch them on your website. So let's say that you recorded a video, and it's a video that you wanted to share with only very specific people, maybe somebody who's a member of your website or something like that. Or maybe you only want it to show up in your forum or you only want to show it in, in you know, one of the comments in your website or something like that. You could tell it, only make this video available from my domain name. That's it. Nice. And that's yeah. that right there is worth it because what you can do is now you can record a video that no one else can watch except if they watch it from your website. So if they go in there and grab the URL and send it to somebody, let's say I paid 50 bucks to watch you know, uh, one of Chris's videos or something like that. And then I'm like, Bridget, you gotta go check this out. And I send her the link. Bridget's not on Chris's website. She clicks on it yes, and it goes, sorry, you can't watch it. How cool is that, right? <laughs> like if you wanna that's protect awesome. your content, that's a way to do it. Now, what I will tell you is that <laughs> If you want people to, you know, let's say your website is the only place where that video exists, you want to hope that people are actually finding your website and that they're going to be able to watch the video because you could have recorded that video, you could have locked it down crazy tight, and then no, no one ever watches the video. So a thing I suggest to a lot of people regarding this exact same type of topic here is to record a smaller one of those videos and put it on Vimeo, put it on YouTube, put it on one of these other services that's a shorter version of it that's advertising. Hey, if you want to learn more about this, go click over here and oh, go check that out. That's, that's a great and idea. Open that up huge, like, like you know. She was listening to me. <laughs> you're, that big brother stuff. You're going to have to put your phone no. down. You put so that she face down, exactly. You know, to, to, man. 
Like, Apple's listen, lady, I'm busy right now. <laughs> and, my, my, and mine's British, so she, she, gets a, she gets a little upset with me. <laughs> so that could be a really good solution for Iris at Listing Videos LA. Yep. The Vimeo solution that where they can only watch it from her domain name. I presume that's a paid part of Vimeo? Uh, yes, it definitely is. So just I'm, to fully like answer that question. Right. So I will send this. See, I'm actually I'm actually doing the hard work here and telling people that I answered their question wow. on job. the Twitters. That's so um, that a great question. Another problem with having the video on your side is if too many people watch it at the same time, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's what you. I mean, it could happen, right? What you what you want to have happen is have everybody watch your video, but like you said, you don't want them to all watch it at the same time because that will definitely take out your. Now, let's say you want to host it, but you don't want to host it anywhere else. You want to, or you want to host it on your website, but you don't want to host it on one of these like you know services like YouTube or Vimeo or something like that. You could host this stuff on something like S3, which is like a place where on Amazon where they'll be able to host files. And this is the same type of stuff that like Netflix and any of these really big companies use. And it's like a CDN. It's a content delivery network where it allows a whole, yes. whole lot of people in Bridget's you know, situation she was describing here, a whole lot of people will be able to download that and check it out. Look, Iris just showed up. Iris, we just answered your yeah. question. Yeah. Do it on Vimeo. Iris, you know what? I should have. I should. Now I know what the workflow should be. I should say, I'm going to answer your question right now. Oh. And then get them to show up. That would be fun. Oh, okay. But um, Dr. Quasi or something, uh, the Blue World he, logo, he was saying uh, about scaling and does it S3 scale, the hosting person you were just talking about? Pagely also scales. Yes, yes, definitely. Amazon's web service scales. Yep. And they, uh, you can use WordPress on that. Yeah, and that's so true. So does Pagely, right? Pagely definitely does. Pagely actually hosts their entire thing on Amazon. If you pay for that that service, they'll actually do <laughs> AWS hosting. So you'll be able to host that over there. Yep. Um, Iris, we, we totally answered your question. We'll be posting this thing up on YouTube in a little while, so you'll be able to check that out. So you know what, Bridget? I didn't. I didn't. I was listening to what you were saying about the whole tell your aunt thing, and I didn't realize that's what's fun. You didn't know what I was talking about. You thought I was crazy. Oh, there goes Bridget, just talking yeah, on the side of her talk, mouth she's again. She's talking again. But it doesn't put the animated GIF in there. Yeah. No, but stinks. the animated GIF. So GIF is how you say it because choosing no, moms choose GIF. GIF is not the way to say it, but it's the way Jason says it because I I was brought up in a in a in a time and a place where there was no video on something called the internet because the internet didn't exist yet and we were yeah. still doing GIFs. I was using a BBS to be able to go watch GIFs and that's what happened, okay? So oh. I say it the wrong way because there was no I, video that described it to me. I thought it was GIF. Me. It is, it is a GIF. Like I, GIF without a T. But here's the, here's the thing though, is that yeah. you know how there's people that live in like other parts of the country and they say things different ways? Like soda? Pop. I came from a different era where I can say it whatever I want. So that's how I'm saying it. So, <laughs> Barry, if you're from so Texas, upset. is it soda or pop or yes. soda pop? Because you're from Texas, right? It's soda. soda? It's soda. So, no pop. No, if you're drinking a Diet Coke, you're drinking a soda. Soda water. Okay, because I, I say Coke no matter what brand it is. We used to say soda oh, water. Wow. Soda water. Kevin, I know, right? That's Kevin, country. save us. 
Save us from the. Well, Kevin, I want the, you to. I don't know if he can hear us shit or not, so I'm just going to keep talking until he hops in here in just a second. Kevin, I want you to save us from our own ins insanity here. We're we're talking about soda and pop and stuff on in a water cooler. Type hey, you gotta keep here. you gotta keep it spicy while we're, we're all for the hanging next out. Question. We're all about ready to talk right about here? something, and we're talking about pop. Oh, Kevin, why haven't you mm -hmm. yet? I think Doctor, the doctor, the good doctor, Doctor yeah. Quasi, he acts language as well, but I don't think the language would be a problem because you know it just depends on how it's how it's hey. developed. And so, hey, Kevin. I, mean, I think it would be up, everybody. Hey, Kevin. Hey, how's it going? So, what's your First question? First time blabber here. Oh, no, yeah, okay. welcome. Welcome to the blab world. Make sure you tell your aunt. <laughs> <laughs> what can I do for you, my friend Kevin? I just wanted to jump in and talk a little bit about Wistia as a Oh, yeah. I I've been working about that for a couple of months now, like heavily with their API. Yeah. And yeah, is nice. a great option if analytics are really important to you. Uh, I dropped the product link in the chat there. And one of the things that they do that either Vimeo or YouTube can do is engagement graphs. They're like by the second. So you oh, can the tell, heat maps? Yeah. So you can tell when people are falling oh. off. You know. does, it, does it record your eyes to see if you roll your eyes or not in the middle of the, uh, the, uh, the marketing pitch? When they left and went to do a load of laundry. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, throwing it on. I'm gonna go switch my laundry. <laughs> so what what do you what do you like about Wistia? Yeah, so number one, the analytics. Um, if anyone is familiar with like the WP REST API, yeah. The their API yeah. functions very similarly in that all of they have like three different kinds of APIs, data, uh, stats and then the player API itself. So if you make a call to a certain endpoint, you can get you know user stats, plays, um, total play time for every user, and it comes back in just like a JSON. So you can parse that and output wow. it in your WP front end. So I've been working with it for a few months, coming up with kind of like a, a learning management system. Nice. So, so Kevin, uh, you know, myself and various, we're both developers, so we both understand what you're talking about. Bridget, on the other hand, just rolled yeah. her eyes and, I've and, heard and Jason just picked it up. Needs so, a lot of rest. So what I, I want to know it. is, is Kevin, is this analytics stuff within within this video? Is there a plugin for WordPress that grabs that and displays it so somebody like Bridget can check it out? Yeah, unfortunately, no. Um, what the W or the Wistia? Plugin right now, all it does really is enable O-embeds so that you can paste the Wistia URL and it'll embed that automatically in your post. Okay, so that works. So then, so, yeah. but on your account, you have analytics. Now, yeah, everything I'm talking about in terms of the API is also available on your Wistia account. So if you log into your, your Wistia account through the browser, you'll see all those engagement graphs. Oh, okay. What I'm talking about could happen. is bringing it into WordPress and displaying it in that context of your own website. So they don't have to log into Wistia to see those stats. Can you do that same crazy thing where you restrict viewing by URL? Yeah. Oh, well, so you're competing with Vimeo. It, honestly, I, I, it's a little opinionated, but I don't think it uh, that Vimeo does anything really better than Wistia at this point, other than it's a slightly larger user base. So if, if like public views are important to you, Vimeo has that user base advantage at yeah. this point. And they also, Vimeo does curation pretty well. 
Yeah, so, I think of Vimeo as kind of like the Flickr for video in a way, where it's this idea of of a of a bunch of filmmakers that get together. And what's nice about Vimeo that I don't think Wistia does, but I know Vimeo definitely does it is you can get those like camera nerds that are like super into like the lens that they used and what type of lighting situation did they have and who is the key grip and who is the this and who is the that. It's all those like video-y, filmy type stuff. Wistia is like, dude, we do marketing really well, so let's make this happen. And that's their, you know, bread and butter. Vimeo's more, you know, there, there's some things that they've added in there, but it's, yes, you know. Well, we're not, we're not trying to offend our, No, no, know. no, we're not. I'm not at all. What I'm saying is that each one's built differently <laughs> because you don't want to, you wouldn't want to use, like YouTube, YouTube's great for doing video hosting and that sort of thing. But then you have the ads and you have this and that and you have all those extra pieces to it. If you use something like Wistia, you're not going to have that. It's just you're just going to have your hosted stuff on there, and you're going to be able to know exactly when they engage, when they move their mouse, when they clicked off on it, any of that stuff. Yeah, the heat map is intriguing to me. Yeah, because I like the visualness. Because most analytics are, you know, you almost need somebody to sit around, you know, explaining it to you. I mean, it's there, but it's like you could see that 500 people saw it, but did 500 people like? Facebook, they're counting a view as seven or three seconds. That's not a view. That's me scrolling past it on my phone. So, so get yeah, into reality, it's people. Totally true. It's not a real view. I, I would, you know, if, if, but if like this show is so long, people are dying after the first 15 minutes, we know we need to change our format. Or if your webinar, you know, or your screencast is so crappy, that you, does it say like, this is what I want to know is if it like not not just the heat map, but does it say, listen, dude, nobody watches after three minutes, so stop making that long. <laughs> like is there like some kind of analytic? You know how Mailchimp goes, high five, you rock. Right. There needs to be more regular language <laughs> um, for people that says your best performing uh, videos are under three minutes, <laughs> like optimization tricks. Well, with the API, you can definitely do that. That 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 I think is where you're going to really grab people yeah. because so many people are self marketing, like me. I I don't know anything. Yeah. I just learned it. I learned it in the hard way or learned whatever. And so the only reason why I came to WordPress is so I could blog about Twitter, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm on WordPress so I could tell people to stop using the retweet button. That's what I'm doing, right? So I don't care about that. I just want to know like. When people are looking at my videos, like I did a video series, it's one minute. I just want one minute, that's it. So, but then people are like, well, I want longer videos. So that heat map is very, very, very interesting to me. I'm recording right. a video to post. I'm telling a little bird. <laughs> I'm telling a little bird, but I'm telling a little bird by taking my little bird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Earlier on. Wow. Kevin. You're building a uh, LMS with this with this uh, API. Yeah. So currently, what's that? You say you're building an, an LMS with this API. Currently? Yeah. So I'm actually working with so, LearnDashes, um, like as a base. Okay. So LearnDash is a learning management system plugin that, that gives you a lot of user tracking and like quiz functionality out of the box. Nice. We're yeah. integrating that with. Um, you know, Wistia as our primary video provider. And by doing so, we can actually capture a lot of the user stats um, and like associated with that WordPress user's account 
and also report back, you know, like quizzes is completed, courses completed, and in addition, the videos watched and things like that. Oh, so that means if somebody slacked off, That's you can true. go, hey, buddy, you can send them out on a mail chip and <laughs> yeah. go, did we miss you? Did you fall off that cliff when you were cliff diving in, in Bermuda? <laughs> or did you forget to watch episode four? <laughs> So very, can you do stuff like that? Cool. I mean, could you? I mean, one, with one your of the reasons email marketing is to make users more accountable, and that they're not just you know clicking through and having management see that they you know completed training, but that they actually are watching yeah. and um, you know they're being tested on them as they complete it. So, so you make them watch the entire video, right? It's like. They can't skip the video and say, hey, I want to answer it's multiple like choice. Yeah, huh? like C. yeah you know, or, or bankruptcy. <laughs> right. A lot of internal discussions about that, about being, you know, friendly towards the users who are actually trying yeah. and, you know, fighting against the people trying to cheat the system. And yeah. my take on that is cater to the people who want to do the right thing as much as you can yes. and then put a couple of those checks and balances in for the people who are trying to yeah. you know, cheat the system. But what about oh, what about somebody who already knows that subject matter and they're just having to get through that prerequisite? Is that is there a prerequisite kind of piece that's tied into this or no? Yeah, a lot of that is options within LearnDash. So yeah. uh, we're actually just letting people, you know, if they know the material, jump straight to the assessment. Um, but you can you can also cool. say, you know, you can't even take this quiz until you watch this section or something like that. So from wow. what from what um, wow. Chris Lima says here in his review, and I posted a link in there. You know, I always go on Chris's site whenever there's an e-learning sol solution or something like that that people are doing because Chris is one of these guys that will just like go, you know, all the way head deep underwater, digging into this thing to kind of figure out like, you know, what what can this do? One of the things that I noticed in this in this uh, thing that he was talking about here is something called tin can API. What, what the heck is a tin can API? Do you know anything about that? Yeah, very little. Very little. Um, has a lot to do with standards oh, and okay. e-learning that certain conditions are met um, in order for, you know, I guess to get that certification. Gotcha. There are like extensions from our Nash that if you need to meet those certain qualifications, like based on your training program or, if, um, you know, if there are certain Conditions need to be met in order to officially get that certification. Gotcha. Tin Can is part of that. And so Tin Can is a WordPress plugin. Does it also have a, a theme with it too, or is it just its own plugin by itself? No, it's. I think it's really just a set of standards. Okay. That are more associated with how you record user interaction in a uh, training environment. It's not necessarily like a plugin with features that would allow you to do things. It's more like guidelines. Gotcha. Okay, I see. Wow, very cool. Well, I'll, have to, I'll I'll definitely have to dig into this a little bit because it's it's a it's a it's a cool topic because you know you end up with a, a client that calls up and says, "Hey, do you know how to do this type of work?" And if you've never done it before, you're the one that's saying no. <laughs> so right. even if you know just enough of it, where you could you know I could say, you know what, you should go call up Kevin. Um, Kevin's awesome, and he'll be able to take care of this for you. <laughs> There, there are so many of these learning management solutions out there that we kind of played around with before we settled on LearnDash. Yep. A lot of them have, you know, strengths and weaknesses in different areas. I will say I really wish there was just a great WordPress plugin, if anyone knows of it, that just tracks um, progress without all the be bells and whistles of an LMS, like quizzes, 
and um, user monitoring and all that that just lets you kind of mark a post as watched or favorite mm. or something like that. Uh, we found that a lot of these out-of-the-box solutions do so much that you rarely need all of it. But um, LearnDash has been pretty friendly in terms of extending it, so we've been pretty happy with that. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. I, I don't know many of, like, I haven't really dug into a lot of these course uh, plugins, but I know if you go to chrislemon.com, <laughs> you're going to find a lot there. I'm pretty sure you guys already went yeah, through that. Yeah, he did, right? like, 30 member sites in 30 days or something. Yeah, he gets, bo he gets bored real yeah. easy, so he just cranks one of those out. I mean, you know, he he does all those on his phone, too. No, just kidding, but he, he definitely <laughs> – no, I watched him do them. He doesn't do them on his phone. <laughs> okay. I'll say, you know, that's the easiest way to tell. Yeah. So many people, I think, ask questions forever and ever about, is this the right thing for me? Just try it, yep. and you'll know pretty soon. That's so true. So I, I see that we have another question in the uh, in the uh, the chat here. Um, I wonder if uh, Greg, are you interested in hopping in video here and uh, and asking us a question, or did you just want me to try to to field that question here over um, over video here while I'm reading it? All right, let's go do that, and then uh, if you have another one or something, feel free to jump back in. Yeah. Thank Thanks, Kevin. Hey, thank you, Kevin. Wow, so we get to like click on stuff and say I have a question and I fun. want you to answer he it. He's not sure. Hit call yeah. in, yes. Yep, just hit the call in button and you can jump there right you in. Go. Sweet. So I saw I saw, you know, Greg asked in here about Beaver Builder and uh, CSS Hero, and I've been using both of those quite a bit. So um yeah. Nice. I'm I'm really interested to see what um uh oh. Looks like Greg's in the dark. <laughs> oh, come on. I haven't got around to Beaver oh, Builder man. yet. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah. So with Beaver Builder, you're 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 actually taking um, you're actually making changes to like the content area of the WordPress site, not the actual theme. So it's wherever WP content would be outputting. That's where you're making those changes yeah. and stuff there. So let me ask you. Um, as far as like yeah. the output, the is it is it a bunch of short codes? Uh, and this may be actually part of Greg's com Greg's question. Let's see, I just set up my toolbox Studio Press. I need CSS Hero. What is CSS so, Hero? Yeah, so CSS Hero is kind of a it, it's not made by the same company, but it's kind of a companion app to a lot of these um, visual builder type systems. And so what CSS Builder does is okay. it gives you this little lightning bolt that shows up on your on your site on the front end of the site. When you click on it, it actually makes the whole site editable CSS wise. So you move your mouse on top of the screen, you click wow. on the thing, and you'll pop open um, you know that area and let you modify any of the divs and stuff that you're clicking on. So for for someone who has no clue how to do CSS, which I, I know how to use CSS and I'm I'm, I'm pretty decent at it. But for someone who has no clue, yeah. you could really make your website look horrible super fast if you just start clicking everything and just start going nuts. So I can endorse that statement. <laughs> so you have to be very careful about it. But I will tell you, if you start using um, CSS Hero, you can actually, there's a button on there for reset. And reset's great because you click on the element that you're editing, you ah. hit reset, and it bounces you out. So it's, it's, it's nice for being able to make changes to that sort of stuff. 
And you're doing this because you don't want the, a theme. You want to make your own theme. Is no, that why so, people do it? Well, why are I? Because that's another thing I keep hearing about. Beaver Builder is like thought thing I keep hearing about. Yeah. So Beaver Builder is for editing the the actual content area of the site. So if you wanted to, like, we use it on WP Water Cooler site. So if you wanted to take a look at how I've you know set up stuff there. You could just say, I want to add a button, and I want the button right here. And you drag the button out there, and it just plops it in. I would show you, but you know the video is 300 by 200, like people say, and it's a horrible it setup hard. to look at. But because um, you know Blab doesn't let you kind of focus in on one particular person, <clears throat> Blab. So, <laughs> so um, I think Greg was having trouble. Yeah, jumping sorry in about as that, well. Greg. Um, you can you can try again here. Um, there's no real good way to like switch cameras. Unfortunately, it's just it's just gonna pick it's gonna pick the secondary camera if you have a secondary camera. Unplug the camera from your computer. That might fix it. So let me give you let me give you a little bit yeah. of a kind of a, a thing regarding the Beaver Builder question that you had, Bridget. So with Beaver Builder, you're making changes just the content area, and the way that you're doing it is by clicking on um, the Beaver Builder editor, and it pops up with this thing on the right hand side. You can grab an element from there, so it could be a column, it could be multiple columns, it could be a, a photograph box, it could be any number of things, even widgets. You can grab a widget and throw it in there. And you just drag it over from the right over into the left area there. And then click on, I'm like trying to be all visual and I don't have a thing to show you. No, I, I know I get what you're saying. So it's helping oh, but, you know, uh, yeah. with the theme. It's not changing the theme. Nope, not, not once. It's just not helping you display over. content within yep. your framework that you already are yep. committed to. Yep. So okay. if, you, if you're trying to edit this, trying to edit your CSS, I'm sorry, trying to edit your the whole rest of your website using this, you're not going to be able to do it. But so with CSS, with CSS Hero, it actually lets you do all of those things. So you can make changes to of what the background of your website's going to be, or what your H1 tags are going to look like, or whatever, and just let you make those changes straight from that. So does he need Beaver Builder, Dynamic, and CSS Hero, or are those redundant? That's the real um, question. So, so Dynamic is for um, Dynamic, if I remember correctly, is what kind of lays on top of um, something like Genesis, if I remember right. I, I haven't used Dynamic myself, but if I remember correctly, that was like the pairing was with Genesis. I've never heard of Dynamic either. Yeah, Dynamic used to be called Catalyst back in the day, and then um, I don't know what they okay. did. But, uh, they 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 added a K at the end, and and they're good to go. So, <laughs> so with 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 oh, Dynamic, yeah. Dynamic's a it's, uh -huh. is a visual it's a visual like editor, but it also has a lot of kind of bells and whistles on the back end on the WordPress site. So you're able to make changes to the to a lot of little knobs you can turn. I guess is the is the right way to say it. Oh wow. So I guess if you take all these things and throw it together, yes, you could definitely customize your site, you know, to the nth degree, but you'll also have a bunch of this like extra stuff laying on top of your website that you may not want to have on there all the time, which is why you kind of have this balance. It's like, you know, how many yeah. plugins do you need or how many, how many things do you need that are going to allow you to edit your site when you're only going to edit it once and then that's it. Well, well, here's here's an interesting here's an interesting thing because I've been I've been thinking about this like lately, and I've been just trying to look in general what's going on in the web industry and like where is like the the web industry going? I I went through and I tallied up the number of page builders 
there are over 56 page wow. builders in WordPress, like right now, like 56 plugins, themes. I have an entire spreadsheet of all of these different page builders looking at each one of them. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, nobody, like, yeah. here's the thing it's like, it seems like to me, the future of like web design <laughs> is going to the page builders, <laughs> you know? And so, it, Nobody, nobody, yeah. nobody wants to build a custom site um, or have a completely custom site so here, built as much anymore. But so it's been so uh, long since we talked about opinion. dynamic and about about um, what Cobalt Apps, which is the name of the company that makes it. We actually talked about it on episode one of WP Water Cooler, like the first episode back on wow. September twenty fourth, two thousand twelve. So if you want to, if you want to see like a young Say Reed totally bash it, or a young Chris Lima totally bash it, feel free to go click on that and take a look at it. I looked exactly the same. It's so weird, but you know, feel free to go take a look at that video and check it out. And and um, it's actually from what from from what I remember from that episode, it was actually something that was recommended by Chris. So it's part of our recommended site. Um, if you want to go take a look at that, you can go uh, check that out and see. You go over to wpwatercooler.com slash recommended, um, or recommendations rather, wpwatercooler.com slash recommendations. You can go check a look, take a look at those. Greg, let's see if we can get you hopped in here again. All right. Wow. Can you hear me okay? We can totally we can hear, hear you. you but we okay, can... I'll just stay as the uh, uh, unvisual there, so. No problem. Uh, just, <laughs> to protect your identity. green speck in the middle, I'm not sure. It's an outdoor uh, IR camera that, that faces out back, so sorry about that. But, uh, no problem at all. I appreciate that. Uh, the, I guess I came from a world where I, uh, I started with uh, WP and everything like that, and that was fine. Do a little CSS tweaks myself, no problem. And I, I can get through a site, and, and I've hacked myself way through a site. Uh, I saw Visual Builder and some people liked it, what I did with their website because it was really cool. It had some neat features and some rollovers where they really liked the site design and everything like that. And I thought, how can I work outside the box? Because I really wanted to work outside. My object was when I first started developing is I wanted to get outside that WordPress brick and mortar kind of box layer. Yeah. And, Kind of floating things on the site was cool and everything like that, and and some of the uh, uh, just being able to, to to be creative with the site was was my object anyway. So I, I wound up with Visual Composer and everything like that. But of course, when I buy themes and everything, I get Visual Composer. Kind of they give you Visual Composer, but you have to update Visual Composer, and and, and that red button, that update button, drives me crazy. So I feel like I'm behind something and I'm leaving somebody with a site with a red button where they're going to, unless I buy individual composer for that site to update it. So I figured I'd go back to a solid base, Genesis Beaver Builder and with, with another plugin, the uh, CSS, I, I didn't know whether I need it or not yeah. between dynamics. Dyna I'm just getting into it this week kind of thing, building a toolbox of, Genesis Dynamics and Beaver Builder, and somebody said, "Well, you might need CSS uh, in there." And I know some CSS, but that that CSS uh, CSS Hero CSS Hero 
might be an option for me and, and it might not, but uh, I, I'm still floating through some of the forums, some of the boards and everything like that. And I, I didn't know whether you guys basically used any of that kind of, uh, any of those kind of tools or just, you know, things are getting so crazy with visual composer getting hacked and everything like that, or not hacked, but uh, you know, they had some issues and everything like that. And I didn't know whether to just back away from all that kind of stuff and go to a solid base or not. You know, that's, what your opinion was on that. Well, just quickly, Adam Silver from kitchensinkwp.com is going to be reviewing Beaver Builder in the next couple of episodes. So you might want to just keep your eye out for that too. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like Beaver Builder. I do. I, I like it because I don't have to go and spin up a whole bunch of custom code to be able to get a couple columns to show up uh, a, a box to be able to click on to, you know, for a call to action and any of that sort of thing. And then I've been playing around and I'm not a hundred percent sold on it just yet uh, on um, being able to use uh, CSS hero to make changes to CSS. It seems, it seems a little bit like it reminds me a lot of um, older versions of, Oh, what's the name of that theme? It's the one that had used to have leafs back in the day and they changed it. No, not Avada. Don't say don't say bad words on our show. Come on. <laughs> but, but, but the idea the, the idea is that is that I love the fact that I can you know make these quick changes on here and not be able and do almost everything on the front end. Now it it's kind of uh, it makes me feel a little kind of weird and icky since I'm a I'm a developer and I do a lot of my stuff in like a, a white screen or a green screen or something. I'm just typing in a whole bunch of stuff. To make thing, make cool things happen, but when you're not trying to do um, uh, a lot of dynamic type stuff, and you're just trying to make a design, just a layout look good, yeah. I like it. And what else I like about it is that it's really great for doing um, mobile responsive stuff. So if you wanted to have um, the site show up and look really really good for mobile responsive, you can actually say, I want this particular element and I want it to show up only on my iPhone or only on Android or only on a tablet or only on a whatever. And these other ones, I want it to only show on the largest screen that's available. And then you can kind of customize the look and feel of the page while, you know, kind of making it, making sure it's gonna look great on a mobile device. So um, with that being said, I like, Beaver Builder. I'm not 100% sold on using um, CSS Hero just yet. As for dynamics, we t we talked about um, its um, its older version of it um, uh, way back in the day on about in 2012 on WP Water Cooler episode number one. So if you want to go take a look at that, we we talked about it back then. But things have changed so much since then. We, you might as well be you know checking out. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a really old video. So. If you want to hear kind of some opinions of like-minded folks like me, you, know, you feel free to go take a look at that. Another question, I guess, with regard to relevant and, and relevant to this topic, it with Beaver Builder, I haven't used it yet, so I, I want to know what is like what is the lock-in with Beaver Builder? Does it produce from a from a code yeah. coder's perspective? Semantic code, or does no, it push it out do short, short codes. codes? I mean, I guess it it it, it might be doing short short codes. I don't know. I, I I it doesn't. It actually hides that from you. So 
you could probably go in and dig around in there, but it's not, okay. it's, it's, the editor is made to be edited. It, the content is made to be edited in its editing environment, not in, you don't, it doesn't allow you to switch between like text and Beaver Builder. You kind of, you pick one or the other and then you make the changes in there. Okay. Which yes. is a little bit different than something like Visual Composer, so, where you don't have that option. It's like you click on it, and it's like, well, it's uh, good luck with all of this craziness that's going on in here with all of these uh, short codes and stuff. Greg, you had something? From what I understand, the okay. uh, no short codes in uh, Beaver Builder. It's all you, you can actually export child themes for that. So it, it, it's kind of cool that way where it's, you're not, and that, that's what something I, I didn't want to do is pass on a visual composer site to somebody that went, Oh, what am I going to do now? Look at all that short code. So, uh, from what I understand, that's yeah. what we're saying that's in the, the chat is it's a hostage <laughs> situation because what happens is, is that you end up installing something where you want to totally customize this thing for your client. And then you want to walk away clean and be like, look, okay, I've given you something that works. I'm walking away. And then Visual Composer is like, hey, so you need to click on this button. And and your customer's like, what is this? And why does this thing keep wanting me to update? And and why did everything change? You know, it's oh, headway was the theme I was I was thinking about that used to do leafs and stuff back in the day. Headway. I had I had it at yeah. the tip of my tongue, yes. Divi Builder. I haven't How used does that Divi. compare? I've heard about that one too. Okay. I used to be a big elegant themes guy, and I, yeah, I never, I didn't, I never actually used uh, Divi. I think I used the very first version that came out, and I wasn't very impressed with the first version of it. But I, I don't know how it's changed since then. I've used Divi, but I haven't used Divi Builder yet. So they may right. be fundamentally the same. Uh, so yeah. So Greg, is there is there anything else I can help you out with regarding uh, regarding those? No, I think I think I'm good with with that uh, CSS builder. I think I might look into that a little bit later, but yeah. so far as, as building a solid base, I, I just didn't know whether because it looked like Dynamics, yep, and Beaver Builder both have some of those tweaks built in, and and some people had said you know the CSS element you might want to take CSS Hero. And go a little bit further, but I think so far, uh, I just wanted to get a grasp whether anybody has used CSS Builder uh, or CSS Hero, because so far I, I think I'm being able to build what I need to build with uh, with that and get a good solid base down. So that's good. Je between Genesis, yeah. Beaver Builder, and Dynamics, I think I'm I'm, I'm okay. So unless I get crazy tweaks, but. Uh, Good stuff. No, thank you. Yeah, I know. I know. Be sure to come back and tell us what you think. Yeah, thank you. I know that Carrie Dills has done something over on OfficeHours.fm regarding it because she's a huge Genesis fan, loves Genesis. And so she, I, I'd imagine she's talked about it because I'm looking on their site and she's one of the people that's, uh, that's kind of quoted on it. Um, but if you go take a look at her podcast that she does um, and check that out, um, she's, she's done some pretty great work over there. All right, I'll be in uh, WordCamp Orlando next week, I guess. So nice. Awesome. Right. Well, have fun over there. All right, thanks, you guys. Yeah, thank you. Well, that about wraps it up, right? I mean, awesome. I think we've done we've done a, a decent amount of time here. Um, what do you guys say? 
Yeah, we, I mean, if we start getting to another yeah. question, it's going to be, this has been like the really hard question time. Yeah, yeah. Like there were, there were, we, there were episodes where I was telling my life story. It was a cold day in 1972. My parents were <laughs> um, <laughs> but today I feel like maybe I need to take some of that learning management system stuff on Beaver Builder. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I love it. It's never the, the fun thing about this show is that because we're getting questions from the audience. Uh huh. It's totally different every time. And I love having like the third guest. Yeah. Because it just adds a totally different dynamic and a different flavor. And yep. I mean, last week we had um, uh, Adam Silver was here last week. And the yep. first one we oh, had Devin God. Walker. Nice. And just uh, funny. People just show up. They just show up. It's just so fun. It's, it's awesome. We had Oscar um, Gonzalez. Yep. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like we're Regis oh. and Kathy, and, and you're our guest, but we're also answering questions. It's really cool. Should, should I have awesome. said that? No, <laughs> I think that's great. I think that's great. That's the whole point I'm of this. I'm not bored. I'm not bored. Hey, Various, since we, since we have you on the show here, and you're here, you're here for pretty much the whole time, tell us where people can find you. Tell us a little bit about yourself real quick, and give us the, uh, give us the elevator pitch, and it's, a, it's about a 10-floor uh, building, so have at it. All right. Awesome. Yeah. So my name is Various Smith and you can find me online at VariousSmith.com. That's my personal blog website. And then you can also find my business website at philoveracity.com. That's a little tough to say, but it's like Uncle Phil from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air <laughs> over a city. Phil <laughs> over a city. So, so go, go check out, uh, I'm making it rain right now, dude. That's hilarious. <laughs> I do. I was wondering what the origin story was of that uh, name. Well, the 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 origin story of the name is actually I coined the word when I was in college. It's like it's basically love of truth. So it's like the okay. Leo, Leo like for love. The, uh, the Greek word. And then veracity. Oh, so nice. those two words, I just put them together. And I was like, I want to be cool Why and not? make my own company Google name. Did it. <laughs> and uh, and Google did it, yeah. And you know, it's just a little difficult to say and remember. But once people remember it, they're like, Oh yeah, fill yeah. over veracity. However you say it. Now we gotta do the dance. Exactly. <laughs> 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 oh man well thank you all for stopping by and hanging out and, 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 and uh, asking us some questions if you have any questions you're watching this later on in the week and you want to ask some questions and you want hopefully bridget will answer a question i'll answer a question somebody in the hot seat and then somebody who actually has a question they can all hop in and we can talk about it go over to the website hashtag. check that out the hashtag is Ask WP Blab. Awesome. Thank you all for being on. See y'all later. Bye bye.